It's the Muppets Minute Show with your hosts, Annie and Nick. Yay! It's time to talk about the Muppets movies minute by minute. Today, we're talking about the Muppets Take Manhattan Minute 58. Minute 58 begins with a stunt show gone wrong and ends with an extremely awkward moment for Ralph and for the viewers. Uh, And you know what? We'll talk about this awkward moment a little later, but maybe we should finish up our our Gonzo uh, adventure. What do you think? Yeah, so much happens in this like 20 seconds here. A lot, yeah. I think does Gonzo's like saying that he's not ready, right? And the guy goes anyway. And he flies off of his skis. And I'm wondering how this happened. Like, are his feet not properly strapped into the skis? (laughs) (laughs) That should have nothing to do with anything, right? But it makes me wonder, though, this is what I was talking about a couple of minutes ago, how much of this is actually part of the show? Like, is this the show that it's supposed to be him messing up? You know, like, is that the funny part of the show? I don't know. Uh, uh, so I might say yes if I didn't know Gonzo. Like, I, Gonzo yeah. wants to do these stunts. Right. I don't and he th- wants to do them right. Right. Yeah. He, he's not one that, like, I don't think he wants to just clown around. He's not a comedian. He's not right, Fozzie. Right, right. Yeah, he's not Fozzie. And he takes it seriously. And I think it's possible maybe he just, like, forgot to buckle his skis it could be as easy as that you know yeah Yeah. Uh, i did want to point out that at second three right at the beginning there's this fabulous like painting wooden like painting of gonzo on the skis in the background that you literally see for like a second yeah i love it i i never noticed that until we slowed it down here Never. And I mean, it's great. Like, it's so really nice. I would be so pissed, Nick, if I had spent hours and hours and hours making this beautiful painting of Gonzo and it showed up in this moment. I would be really mad because you don't even get to see it. You don't see it on any of the shots of him. Like, they could have really easily angled it up for one of his talks for when he's like, you know, describing what's happening. And you could have seen that behind him and it would have been incredible. But as it stands, I never have noticed this incredible piece of art. Isn't that amazing? That happens so often in in movies. Like, if you watch, like, behind-the-scenes Star Wars stuff, like, they create these insane aliens and stuff, and some of them never make it to screen, and some of them, like, appear on screen for a second. And and they put so much work into the craft, and you see them more in a deleted scene or behind-the-scenes thing than you do anywhere else. And... And that's one of those things. I'm sure they said, oh, we need this because when we have a wide shot of the area or something like that, it's going to be in there and it'll set the scene. Mm-hmm. And never was. They never framed it in a shot until until this. And Yeah. And you're so busy focused on him flying off of his skis, you're never going to notice. Oh, there's so- no way you see that in regular speed. I mean, you just no. don't know. No, I mean, it's really, it's a, I wish we knew, there's no way we're ever going to know unless somebody tells us who this artist is, because I want to give them some credit, but I'm just kind of like, I'm baffled at why they didn't somehow figure out a way to work that into a shot. I I don't know why they wouldn't have done that. It's such a lot of work. Yeah. For like nothing. I just, 
I just don't understand. Anyway, Gonzo flies off the off the skis and he falls right into the water. And I mean, that's pretty much the end of the of the show, right? Well, well the cool but thing the, is he's on his skis in the painting, so you know, I think that's what I think that's an indication that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, you're right. He is on his skis, but again, we wouldn't know unless we slowed True. it down and did a did a podcast that dissected this every minute, every minute. Um, but yeah, it's a good point, and I do think it's really funny the way he falls in and. I was going to ask you this because it seems like Margaret is just kind of taking off straight ahead through through everything. And I and, and it ruins the whole like it like it makes the flame of doom like fall over into the water and it, it makes everything kind of move and bob. And I'm like, is he supposed to be doing that? But then I'm like, the boat isn't really aimed to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I'm just the entire Thing. It's just baffling to me. It, it was flawed from the beginning. The, yeah, you, yeah. You were in your skis. You're, you're, the route you take is destroying your your obstacles. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that was the route. Just go through there, swing around, and I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but the thing is, is that clearly, like, if they have mm. practices, then they should know that the waves created by yeah. the boat are going to mess it up. Although, unless we can maybe suspend our disbelief and assume that maybe it's just the waves Gonzo is creating that have messed sure. up the flame. But I don't I don't think that's the case. So, I think the, bo- oh, the boat is messing everything up. Yeah, and I love how the flame just falls into the water. Like, and I'd love yeah. to know if that was planned or not. Yeah, just unceremoniously, it's just done. Yeah, because I mean, it, it works so well. It's so humorous because it's like that. that it just kind of you know, set kind of falls apart and yeah. The scene's I over. don't think that the scene would have honestly. I think the whole scene would have been less funny if that flame did not fall into the water. Yeah. I, I absolutely believe that. Oh, they could have it on the trigger where they hit a button and it it unlatches, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible, but I do think that it was a good whatever it whether it was a serendipitous occurrence or an active choice. I think it helped the scene, so I appreciate it. Yeah, and I do love. We had to give a shout out to you know yellow fisherman hat guy for saying yeah. we're capping off the joke. And they don't sound like Tony Bennett to me, yeah. which is really funny. It's and the the woman other the other woman is just totally bored. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's good. It's really good. I like it. So the other thing that was very um, fortuitous mm-hmm. is in second, what, like four? I don't know if you watched frame by frame here. His eyeballs are staring back. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The way he, the way Gonzo lands in the water is perfect with his head yeah. up, his eyeballs staring directly at us. And then you he can flips get a, around and goes. You can get a great screen cap. I mean, I, I just took one, and I'm going to send it your way because yeah. it's pretty amazing, and you can put it on the site. Like, you, I don't know if you could do it 10 times and, and make that happen more often than not. I mean, there's no way. No, right? no, there is no way. And the it's, fact that his eyeballs are like that, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. I did notice that, too. Because it's like it. that fear in his eyes. Uh-oh. It's going wrong again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, though, knowing Gonzo, this might be more fun for him than actually doing the stunt. That's true. That is really true. Like, he'll probably get done with this and everybody will be like, are you okay? Are you okay? They'll be like, that was great. He'll be like, I'm fantastic. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, 
Anyway, I uh, do you have anything else about the Aquacade, Aquacade, Aquacade scene well, uh, before we move on to Ralph? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that Creepy Janitor doesn't creep back into a scene. <laughs> you know what would be really creepy? If he was standing out on one of the floats. Like if he was just sitting on so the armchair. Lazy, <laughs> boy, yeah. Let's just pretend he is because that's amazing. Oh, that would be Oh, insane. my God. I, 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 that janitor, man, we got to find out who that guy is. At some point we have to figure this out. I know it's going to be quite a task, but we, <laughs> we need to figure it out because it's quite a mystery. It's kind of like the, um, the urban legend in what movie, like Wizard three of Oz where baby. It, and three men and a baby when they say there's like a person, like a ghost in the background. I remember that. This is totally it. He's the ghost of this movie because yeah. what the heck? <laughs> I don't get it. It'd be funny if there were, uh, like, photos from on set and he's not in any of them. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, you're freaking me out. I need to go to sleep after this, and that's not going to happen if we keep talking about this. So, anyway. Uh, so, if you, so watch we're really, be- if you watch really closely uh, at that last scene in Big, when Tom Hanks goes up to the fortune teller, the janitor's in the background Oh, there. God. What if he is there? This could be, like, an intermovie conspiracy, and I love it. I don't love it. Go it's watch scary. Fantasy a little closer. See if you see the janitor on the uh, no! coaster. <laughs> I was watching Fantasy right before this. Uh, it was. It's a good video. I mean, it's a it's a scary video. There's clowns, yeah. but it's it's good. There's clowns, and, and then in the back behind the clown is the janitor. There you go. I bet he is there. I bet he is. Anyway, uh, let's move on right. to Delaware. Ralph, our good old buddy Ralph, is the manager of a boarding a dog boarding place is that kennel i don't know i know the word it's kennel <laughs> in, Del- in delaware i like how they picked all these sort of random places like they seriously scattered them all over the country mm-hmm. you know like they're not anywhere near each other um, and delaware like has to be the most boring state in the country like you yeah like, like why why ralph like why did you go there you think that he would be going somewhere where he could like play music Mm -hmm. right i don't know why he ended up in this kennel but it it reminds me of i think isn't there another one is it the disney world one where he ends up at the kennel also with with all the dogs yeah it's a very similar storyline and i do like i do like when they do like a dog pound or a dog kennel with the muppets because i feel like they have an opportunity to use all these different dog puppets which is great and I would uh, bet that some of these dog puppets possibly ended up in that Walt Disney World. Um, yeah, I bet you they well. did. I bet you they, they found them hanging around, which is great. I love it. Yeah. Um. So Ralph is he do, he's saying, you know, they all are kind of talking up what is going on to Kermit, just maybe so that he won't worry. Right. By the way, in 2020, we don't call these kennels anymore. They're doggy daycares. Right. That's true. That's true. Although I have to say, I think a doggy daycare as a as a like an actual label for something is different than a kennel. Like, I think they actually they do things with dogs that kennels don't. All right. I'll buy that. At least at least didn't back in this day. Like, seriously, like if you took your dog to a kennel, I'm, I'm sure they just put it in a cage and then took it out to pee every now and then right if they were lucky i mean a doggy daycare like they do all kinds of like they let them out and they play with other dogs and they take them on walks i mean they do all kinds of stuff so i do think it's like a different kind of at least i hope they do that's what they say they do oh, you never know yeah <laughs> but, i, I but, went yeah. and visited one not too long ago i mean there were you can you can upgrade to a suite with a tv for your dog 
Oh my God! See, that's ridiculous. Um, and in a nice. I bed. have drawn the line. I have drawn the line there. That's in ridiculous. a very large, like you know, room for your dog. Um, and and you could you could yeah, yeah you could upgrade to extra playtime and all kinds of stuff. It, it's amazing. Yeah. I- my point is, is that, yeah, nowadays, I don't think a kennel, especially like I live in L.A., I don't think I could go, I could take my dog to a kennel. No. I don't think it exists. Like, no. it's a doggy daycare, no matter where you go. Yeah. Um, and it's very different. I think it's a very different world. They treat dogs a very, very differently. Although, uh, who, James Coco, right, is our is our guest star of this week, yes. uh, the next couple minutes. And he seems to be very, very, like, specific. Like he's treating this. This is like the 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 like a preliminary doggy daycare. Yes. He's he's the one who essentially event, invented the doggy daycare. We have James Coco to blame. Uh, well, Mr. Well, Skeffington <laughs> in, 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 in in the movie. Yes. Let's just be real, James Coco. James no, Mister Mr. Skeffington is a pretty interesting name, and I, I do wonder where they got that name. If it's named after a real person, because that's quite interesting. But I feel bad for this this guy. I guess it's his driver, his chauffeur, or his butler, or I don't know something. But this guy is just completely given up on life. <laughs> the um... he's just staring straight ahead. <laughs> so he is. doesn't care about anything. He has tuned out like of Mister well... Stefan whatever's routine <laughs> so i i i think i disagree with you i think that mr skeffington is it pays him a lot of money to be like just focused and, and straight and do my job i think that's it. i don't think he's checked out i think he's hyper focused on his job i think that it can be both nick i am gonna argue that he is paying him to behave this way <laughs> and he has also given up on life Okay, that's fair. <laughs> he looks so done. Like, he's done this with this guy so many times. He's so used to it, and he's checked out. Like, And this dog, too, I swear to God, they must have given this dog a sedative because there's no possible way that the dog is is just hanging out like that, especially when he sets him on the counter, mm. and the dog just, like, lays down. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they had to give these dogs all kinds of stuff to get them to do what they wanted them to do. I think it was a different world. Yeah. But I do think it's really, really funny. This guy, he, 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 he makes the scene a little bit funnier. Like I wonder, cause the I mean, we're, we're, or? the chauffeur, because yeah. I feel like, I feel like if it were just Mr. Skeffington coming in with his dog and behaving the way that he does, I, I don't think it would be as funny. I no. think it would just be straight uncomfortable because as it is, it's pretty uncomfortable. It's more funny that he has this lackey doing the the, the lifting, the heavy lifting. For yeah. Him. Like that, that he has this. Yeah. That he's not the one carrying this dog. Um, it adds to his like um, it elevates his uh, uh, status kind of like he's, you know, he's this wealthy dude who. Loves his right. dog, but he's not going to carry the dog around or anything like that. Uh, by the way, Mr. Skeffington is the name of a 1944 film starring Betty Davis. Oh, okay. So there's some backstory here. <laughs> yeah. And um, the, the Mr. Skeffington, whose first name is Job. J- Job? Maybe Job. Job. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. Job. Uh, Job, now I'm laughing because of the rest <laughs> of the development. All right. Um, yeah. uh, so uh, he is wealthy. He, he is wealthy and um, 
uh, she has to pick who she wants to marry, and Job is vying for her affection. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that kind of correlates a little bit, maybe? No, I don't know, I, but I'm just saying Mr. Skeffington has... Is wealthy. Name, has, well, then the name has been you. Like, it's a, it was yeah. a, whether or not this is drawn from that at all. I, uh, the guy, you know, the person naming him like this film and... Yeah, it makes it just makes me think of like Skellington, like Jack Skellington. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of when I heard it. But I, it does make me wonder if this guy is so wealthy and he has a chauffeur and he's clearly used to giving this dog the life that it deserves. Mm. Why is he taking it to this kennel? Like, why doesn't he have somebody to watch the dog at home? Why can't the driver watch the dog? Like, clearly, wherever he's going is not going to require the driver to travel with him, right? That's true. I, Why well, isn't the driver watching this dog? I don't understand. Uh, that's a good point. I never thought of just leaving the dog at home and having the, the like his staff like hiring somebody to to do this. Um, yeah. But I will say that I'm sure you didn't have that many choices for kennels or doggy daycares in 1984 yeah. Delaware. That's a good point. I, I mean, if he did say he needed to go somewhere, and this is the first time he's having to board his dog, right? And he's very, very nervous. I can buy that. Yeah. Yeah, I can buy that. It, it does make everything funnier, though, with this with this poor guy, like, holding the dog. Also, uh, I will say that I think the buzz has gotten out about this place, because Ralph has obviously been there long enough to get a plaque that, that has yes. his manager. Um, yes. Black Ralph manager, right? Trust mm-hmm. your dog with our dog. So they've already started this marketing campaign that, yeah. that we have a dog manager. So what better place to trust your dog with? And they're obviously at like 90% occupancy. I mean, the place is packed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I noticed that, too. Like, it's not even just a sign. Like, it's an actual, like, plaque that they've yeah. had made. They're very impressed with Ralph. I right. think he does a good job. So, you I think know, Mr. Skeffington's, like, chauffeur went on 1984's version of Google, saw that this yeah. place was getting good reviews. Called the phone book. Called the phone book <laughs> with the most up-to-date reviews, right? And, and saw that this place was the was the place. Yeah, yeah. I I buy it. I buy Done. it. And then, and he's there, and clearly he's never brought this dog here before. Oh, we should say that the dog's name is Schnookums, and it's a she. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a he. It's a he. Even a though bow. he has a bow, <laughs> he's a he. We need to be clear but on Mr. that. Uh, Stephenson's ahead of the times. Like yes, he is. We know his that dog, his dog is very um very. Up, yeah, his dog is very woke. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I think it's pretty funny. This whole bit with him talking baby talk to the dog, though, I, like, I, I didn't have anything to say other than I wrote down on my notes. I am very uncomfortable. So how do you talk to your pets? I literally heard you talk to your cat just like before we went on the air here. And you were, yeah, but- you were definitely using some baby talk. But this isn't just baby talk. This is kind of like creepy, slow, sexy baby talk. Like, I don't even. You, you know? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not making this up, right? Like there's a difference. Like he's he's getting really close to this dog, and he's being very intimate, and he's doing it in a way that like I don't want to be creepy, but like in a way that maybe like someone might have like a baby talk fetish might like talk to their lover. Like that's what it sounds like, and so it's oh. creeping me out. <laughs> It's gross. It's really weird. And no, no judgment, but it's just gross to be talking to a dog like that. Well, we don't know his relationship status. 
I don't even want to think about it, Nick. I'm just saying I wrote down I am very uncomfortable. Hmm. I, you know, I, I, I will say though that I'd probably be uncomfortable. I, I guess I don't know, like how you judge me interacting with my dog. Like yeah, I, I need to see video. I need to hmm. see video evidence, and uh, I would need to compare it with this scene with Mr. Skeffington, which skeeves me out. Yeah. I talk to my dog. I talk to my cat, like kind of like, oh, you're so cute. You're so cute. It's, but it's like a cute voice. Right. And he's he's getting in kind of like a, you're just such a baby, baby. <laughs> like, I don't even know how to, like, describe to you the difference. But it's different. It is different. I promise you. It's oh, very, boy. very creepy. Yeah, I could see that. You said you were uncomfortable, too, Nick. I, no, I'm, I'm not al- told, alone on this. It's, it, it, it's over the line. But, okay. but I, I'm just afraid that people might think I'm over the line, too. I don't know. No, because I do, like I said, I think that there's a way that you can talk to your pets that's baby talk, that's like a pet baby talk, and then there's this. Why do this we do baby talk else. to pets? Like, what's... Wh- I don't know. I don't talk like that to my kids. I don't real. I don't, I don't get it. I get, I get doing that to babies because yeah. I think that that's important for their development. And I, I kind of believe that to a certain extent because it's different sounds and it's different octaves and it's different. It's, a, it's interesting for babies. I don't think that applies to pets. Like, I think pets don't care you know about what? that. Well, you know what? I think we do it. I th- now that I'm th- really like trying to think about it, like, I think if we talked normally all the time to our pets like a lot of times i'll do sometimes i'll have a conversation with my dog like because you don't want to be talking to yourself so i'll start talking to her like hey what do you think we're having for dinner tonight okay that sounds good um am i weird because that i think that the most time that's how i talk to my pets yeah I, i really do i don't do the baby talk thing with my pets like if i get super into it and i go oh you're just looking so cute today i might get really close and do that but like as a rule of thumb and especially like in front of other people, yeah. that's I don't talk like that to them. Because I'm trying to think about it. Like I want, I want to take note of this over the next like week. Because I think like if I'm if we're going outside, I'm like, come on, let's go outside, or you know, let's get your let's get your harness on. You know, I'm like that, and I'm like, ooh, let's get your harness on. And <laughs> yeah, um, you should definitely pay attention because I'm curious now. But when we're playing, you know, like when I come home, I'm like, yeah, who's a good girl? You know, play. You know, no, pay your belly. You know, they'll talk like in, in babyish talk, but like in, yeah, when I'm playing, it, it matters. It, it's different. So like here, I'd be like, all right, you know, Ahsoka, it's time to go. Here you go, you know, and hand them off, hand her off. Uh, but if we're I don't playing, think you have anything to worry about. No, I don't you, think I do either. I'm just You see what I'm saying, though, yeah. that this is different. And I know that they're punching this up for yeah. comedic effect. It's very clear oh, that they're sure. trying yeah. to make this creepy. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're trying to make it uncomfortable because Ralph is clearly going to make comments about it. And if he was just doing normal pet baby talk, then there wouldn't be there wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a joke. It would just be this is how people talk to their pets. It's this is this is how people talk creepily to their pets. Right. And then it has a really good payoff, in my opinion two minutes later right yeah it, it, it does it does um and so, we'll get to that so but, yeah, yeah i really i mean i really really do like this scene yeah, yeah it's kind of kind of weird it makes you think about how you interact with your pet so it makes you so it's a deep scene because it makes you internalize it and how, how do i how do i talk to my pet 
Yeah. And, and when I say I'm uncomfortable, I don't mean it like in a way that like right. I don't like it. I do like it. It's funny, but I am still uncomfortable. It's it's not like how Kermit mentally abusing Miss Piggy makes you uncomfortable. Right. Right, right, right. Or or all the you know, yeah. All the sexist things that go on in Muppet movies uncomfortable. Exactly. It's a different it's kind that, of uncomfortable. It's a different kind of uncomfortable, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, I do wanna I want you to report back. Nick, on your on your pet interaction because Will I'm do. curious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, would you feel comfortable leaving your dog with another dog, like babysitting? Well, it's weird because I have to like transport myself into this world right. where I talk to Muppets like they're people, yeah. and I I don't know if these people think Ralph is an actual dog or if they're aware he's a Muppet. Like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to think. You know what I mean? I think the sign says it all. Yeah, I mean, he's a dog that talks. Like, right off the top, that would kind of concern me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. To answer your question, I'm going to have to think this think this over. I'm not sure. Um, but I do like it. It's clearly working for them, like you said. Mm -hmm. In this world, in this world of where the Muppets sort of interact with humans and no one pays them any mind, people are trusting their dogs with this dog. And uh, I, I suppose I would, too. Because Ralph has a very trustworthy face. Right. Yeah. So uh, James Coco, mm -hmm. uh, he is uh, like this is one of those really dumb cameos. This is a cameo. Now, technically, the guy had some success. Um, he's a comedian and an actor. Uh, he actually guest starred on The Muppet Show back in season three. Uh, I guess he was the guest star. Um he was the recipient, actually, of a Primetime Emmy Award, a Drama Desk Award, whatever that mm. is, and three Obie Awards. He did mm. get nominations for a Tony Award, an Academy Award, and two Golden Globe Awards as well. So he was nominated for all those awards. And who is this guy? Coco. James Coco. I no, no, no. I mean, I know, I've heard the name, but is he? he's an actor, I'm assuming, right. in yes. some relatively famous acting gig. Yeah, his best-known roles are the films um, Man of La Mancha. Oh, Man of La Mancha, okay. La Mancha? You know that one, 1972? I don't know the movie, but it's a very famous um, play, okay. I believe. Yes, he was he he was Broadway, I think, first like stage okay. is his primary thing, and then he translated into film. But it looked like most of his films were um, based on Broadway plays. Okay, um, and then the other film that he's known for, Only When I Laugh, nineteen eighty one. Do you know that one? Mm -mm. Okay, well there you go. Um, I was a baby. Well, I mean, you weren't even born for La Mancha. No, I was not. Hey, well, so there you go. Uh, the, the the chauffeur is credited as Mark Marone. All right. And he has like three credits to his life. And he didn't really have to do much, but uh, he did it to great effect, I must say. Yeah. And it's interesting that he gets a credit, even though I don't believe he makes a sound. He doesn't, but he does have to hold a dog. So maybe that's like a added thing that, you know, you're, you're in charge of another life. If you hold another character in the film, you get the yeah. credit. Okay. Right. Does that mean that like a pregnant woman who had no speaking line would wow. technically get, I'm getting very deep now, but you know, <laughs> he's holding a dog. Not sure. So 
<laughs> but that is weird. I don't know. I don't know really how those rules work. That's an interesting thing to think about. Like a lot of people we've gone through don't have like they don't have a a, a credit and they, you know, feel like I feel like they've done more. So it's just mm-hmm. interesting. Interesting to wonder. Now, question for you in in would you would this would would this be as funny if that dog if if Snookums was a muppet? No. So you like that it's a real dog and not a muppet? No, it shouldn't be a a muppet. It wouldn't okay. be funny. All right. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's maybe maybe that's just my own humor, but I, the idea that this dog is so chill and just like flopping like it's been <laughs> drugged in this guy's arms it just i kind of find that i kind of find that funny right yeah i don't know i, I mean i would have either. to see i would have to see the sign the the scene done with a muppet but i feel like it's funnier the idea that all like ralph and all the dogs in the kennel are actually muppets right and and yet there's a there, the actual like customer is bringing a real dog. Yeah, like I I think that's funny. Yes, I like that. Yeah, that yeah. that is funny. Like you you'd play the scene differently if it was a Muppet. Like and and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself because we haven't seen the whole scene yet. But like if it was a Muppet, and I think I'm getting this from a cartoon because I know I've seen something like this before, where the 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 dog is treated very fem- feminine like and the, the owner is doing baby talk to the dog and then the dog has like a gruff like construction worker's voice so like if it was a muppet yeah. and then when the owner left the dog would start talking and it'd be like a you know gruff like yeah guy. it would be like a it would be a different kind of scene yeah. um as it as it stands i mean i feel like you just kind of feel sorry for schnuckums yeah 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 I mean, not in like a bad, like he's, he's clearly loved, but it's just kind of like a, oh my God, is this my life? I think I'm, a, you know what I think I'm actually thinking of? Baby Herman from Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> like you expect, I mean, and you get it in the, in the movie, you get the sweet goo goo gaga yeah, baby. And then yeah. suddenly you have this, you know, 50 year old man's voice coming right, out. Right. It's pretty great. I think it's that would play great. funny if they, if they did that went that way. Yeah, if it would make the scene go differently, though. So I, I do think it would still be funny, but I I like the scene as it is. Yeah, I'm going right. to just say it. Uh, is that all you got for Minute 58? It is. Well, we will be back with you guys tomorrow in the kennel. Thanks for listening to Muppets Minute, and we will see you guys tomorrow with Minute 59. I'm going to go talk to my dog now. <laughs> in baby talk. <laughs>